Many have said that music has healing properties. Well, in 2020, we have faced a one in 100 year event with the COVID-19 pandemic. And music is one element that has helped carry us through. But this pandemic has changed our life in so many ways, especially so for Australian singer-songwriters who were once accustomed to performing their music in a live setting. Join me as I unearth what goes on behind the scenes during these COVID times across the Australian music scene. This is Behind the Music with LED. Welcome to Season 2 of Behind the Music with LED, and that is me. I'm so overwhelmed with the support that I receive for Season 1 of both this podcast and also YouTube. I've decided I'm going to call this my weekly check-in to share with you what's happening not only behind the music but behind the scenes as exciting things happen. And I also wanted to share with you that if you haven't already noticed, the YouTube series is now up and live. Today, the fifth episode has gone live featuring Greg Gould. So if you're not already subscribed to my YouTube channel, hop on and type in Behind the Music with LED. That's E-L-L-I-E and the letter D (laughs) and subscribe because aside from following me on Instagram, which you may or may not be doing, you'll find me at LED official. That is the easiest way to find out about fresh content that goes up. Today in this very first episode for season two, I'm having a chat with the beautiful Karen Jacobson. Now, when I say beautiful, I I mean that inside and out. I got in contact with Karen. It was a good number of months ago and it was just as COVID had hit. um, She'd made contact with me having an interest in being on this podcast and a lot of things have happened between now and then. I know that now she is based in the Whitsundays or Hamilton Island. So we're very lucky to have her more locally um, rather than overseas. I did not realize just how prominent she was in my life because (laughs) Karen Jacobson is also the voice of Aussie Siri but look don't let me um don't let me get you thinking that's all that she does because it's not she empowers others through her brand the GPS girl and hosts workshops has books and courses online also is an amazing Australian singer-songwriter and has performed not only here in Australia at very big sporting and social events like Christmas carols at the um, Sydney Maya Music Bowl but also has performed in off-Broadway theatre performances and whilst I'm recording this and you're listening she has launched in the last week Mackay to Manhattan, a musical memoir, her one woman show that she's written all herself and I can't wait to get in front of it. I know that she launched it in Mackay, which is her hometown and I can't share too much, but (laughs) I've been working with Karen, hoping to bring her here also to Bundaberg, if you're not sure where he is. Today, I'd like you to sit back, have a listen. You'll find my chat with Karen is incredibly uplifting. So here's my chat with Karen Jacobson. Behind the music with LED. Karen, it's truly wonderful to be having a chat with you today. Oh, thanks so much. It's great to be with you, Ellie. And if you hear some noises in the background, it's likely to be very noisy, uh, sweet, tropical birds in the background. If it's okay, I'd love to hear more about how you initially found your passion for music. Well, my memory of music is that it was always there and... I'm told that when I was two years of age, I would sit 
next to the radio and eat my sandwiches and hum along and sing along to the radio. So it was just always there. But one of the most memorable moments for me was being seven years old and being in our family living room and watching the TV and on came the most important and most influential person in the entire world, Olivia Newton-John. And she's really been, uh, has been such a huge inspiration in my life. Growing up in regional Queensland, did it pose any challenges for your ability to be successful with your talents? Well, growing up in regional Queensland had so many benefits that I didn't happen to see at the time because I just yearned to be in the biggest cities in the world to be able to be where professional musicians and professional entertainers were. So I had this drive from a very young age to be where it was all happening in terms of music and entertainment. Oh, I just love many aspects of the arts and really at my core I'm a creative person and a songwriter. I think if I have to choose one expression over all of them it's writing songs because it's something that came to me very naturally at such a young age and just feels like an innate expression for me. But as soon as I say that I you know I love to play the piano, I love to sing and perform um, and I love I really just love I love to have conversations with people about what their dream is and what their ultimate life would look like. That's also something that I've done quite a bit of and love to do. I've read about your achievements. Now, they really are aligned, but your talents are also uniquely diverse. Is there one type of art that you would favour over the others? I just love many aspects of the arts and Really, at my core, I'm a creative person and a songwriter. I think if I have to choose one expression over all of them, it's writing songs because it's something that came to me very naturally at such a young age and just feels like an innate expression for me. But as soon as I say that, I, you know, I love to play the piano. I love to sing and perform. Um, and I love, I really just love... I love to have conversations with people about what their dream is and what their ultimate life would look like. That's also something that I've done quite a bit of and love to do. In December 2015, you performed at the Sydney Maya Music Bowl for Carols by Candlelight. This is just one of many times where you've performed in front of a huge crowd. What advice, Karen, would you have for new or aspiring singer-songwriters who are nervous about performing in front of an audience? Oh, performing at Carols by Candlelight to 18,000 people live and was it three or four million people on television around Australia and then around the world? It was one of my, for sure, one of my performance highlights but what advice would I give? You know, when I first started out and for a very long time, I had chronic anxiety and I would be super, super nervous, like very bad pains in the stomach kind of nervous. And a few years ago, I had this, really it was a revelation where I realized that if I was nervous like that, then my focus was actually in the wrong place. My focus was on myself. And when I took the focus away from myself and I put the focus on the audience, the people who would be listening, and 
you know, getting my perspective shifted so that I was focused on being being able to deliver my best to give an amazing experience to the people who were there. That really changed things and helped me. Um, and when I go into a high stakes performance like that, like the, the Carols by Candlelight or I've sung the national anthem at very, very big events in stadiums, I I think I go in, there's a zone of, of just tuning into the energy in the space and the electric excitement of the fans and that they're there, they've all come together to support their teams, to watch that sport. And there's something about that that it, in some ways it takes the pressure off because it's they're not there to only see the person singing the national anthem. They're, they're there to enjoy their community and to experience that sport and it's um, the game. So... Yeah, I think that they would be the two things to, to take my focus, focus off myself and put my focus on the people they're listening and, and ensuring that they have uh, the full experience of what I'm there to perform or deliver and also then to tune into the, the incredible energy, uh, the incredible energy that's there in the stadium. Having relocated to New York some time ago, well, many years ago, I should say, how is the Australian music scene perceived overseas? Well, the Australian music scene has, gosh, just blossomed so incredibly in recent years. And I was uh, just reading some information about how many artists uh, from Australia are having such excellent uh, response internationally. And the Australian music scene, well, there it's not just uh, an occasional artist who pops through or breaks through it's consistent so the Australian music scene I think from the American perspective is just seen as really thriving and relevant and current is uh, is how I think it's seen. Your music is featured on tv shows such as Dawson's Creek and Passions just to name a few how do you feel knowing your talents were being recognized in a broader sense by the way I was a huge fan of Passions. Oh, you are a Passions fan? It was so exciting to have my song play uh, during a pivotal wedding scene at the altar all those years ago. Um, Gosh, how does it feel knowing that my songs are being heard in that broad sense? Oh, it's it's just really the fulfilment of my childhood dream, really. It was always my dream that my songs and my voice my singing voice, <laughs> be heard widely and be able to impact people and to entertain and help people feel and to heal. So to have my songs on those television shows and, and heard widely like that is really um, incredibly fulfilling and satisfying. Now let's talk about opportunities because you've had so many and one of those has been voicing Aussie Siri. Could you share how that opportunity came about? Well, uh, you know, I moved to New York City in the year 2000 and I moved there for music, for singing and songwriting. And I became a part of that scene in New York City. 
And a while after I'd moved there, I someone reached out to me and that they had a client looking for a native Australian female voiceover artist living in the northeast of the United States. And I read that brief and I thought, oh, that's a description of me. And I went to the audition. I got the job. I'd done a lot of voiceover work previously when I lived in Australia. Um, and I recorded for 50 hours over a three-week period. And... They only wanted me to record a maximum of four hours a day, so my voice did not sound tired or fatigued in any way. So I, I recorded this massive voice system, and at the end of that time, I went back to my life in New York City as a singer and songwriter. And it was, I mean, I had no idea that that would become a system that would end up in over a billion GPS and smartphone devices and cruise ships and uh, elevators and software applications around the world telling people where to go and what to do. And it led to the creation of my empowerment brand, the GPS Girl. I mean, I made this connection between directions in the car and directions in life and ultimately created this principle of recalculating and recalculating in life, letting go of what did or didn't happen on a daily basis so like all of that and my career as a motivational speaker and writing two books and none of that was expected all of that was completely a surprise that came out of that or that voice system um but I really believe in listening when you know and I like to say when you listen to your inner gps that if something comes to mind and it comes to mind frequently and it's almost like a little tap on the shoulder or a knock on the door and you're not you know it's there but it doesn't seem to make sense like I wasn't sure how a brand made sense with a singing and songwriting career but ultimately I zoomed out and I saw the satellite view and I realized that I had a message to share in addition to the music I was creating and sharing with the world. So I would just say that it's it's really important to pay attention. Uh, and and sometimes opportunity comes from somewhere so unexpected and you just think, oh, that, but that doesn't make any sense. But if it resonates with you, if it feels like uh, the kind of thing that you need to explore more, I just say, go ahead and do that. Karen, are there any plans in the making that you could share with me? Oh, plans I'm making. Well, I'm a big planner. So going through this period of time with the pandemic crisis has been extra tough from the perspective of not being able to plan. I mean, we're all in such uncertainty. But I recently wrote a one-woman show, my musical memoir, which is called Mackay to Manhattan. And it's a part concert, part motivational show uh, that shares my story through my songs that I've written from the age of seven all the way through to present day. And I did get to preview that show with two performances in California before um, the pandemic uh, took hold. And the premiere for that show is likely to actually be in regional Queensland uh, coming soon. So um, I'm very excited about sharing that story and my story and sharing sharing that show and I have quite a few exciting plans around that so uh, so yeah that would be one project that I'm thrilled to share with you and the other one is that I 
Also recently created a membership platform on a site called Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And Patreon is amazing. Over 100,000 creatives have um, have communities there. And what I do is I privately share new songs that I'm writing. I write a new song every week. I am sharing you know, the behind the scenes of creating those songs and creating different shows and projects that I've been writing. And it's uh, it's been an, a really nourishing experience to connect with people interested in creativity and interested in connecting in that deeper way. Thank you so much for your time today. I know that my listeners will have found our chat super enjoyable. How can we best connect with you online? Oh, I totally love it when people reach out to me and I'm very easy to find. My website is thegpsgirl.com and I'm on Insta and Facebook and Twitter at Real Karen J, R-E-A-L-K-A-R-E-N letter J. Uh, actually, Facebook's Real Karen Jacobson with an S-E-N. And uh, yeah, totally love to connect and hear from people. And there's also the Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash Karen Jacobson. Thank you for having me. And can I have the last word? You have reached your destination. curse 
track titled Melting Moments and it melted me. Thank you Karen so much for sharing with me here on Behind the Music with LED. Now I'm going to share with you also that that particular single is going to form a a part of her forthcoming album. As I get more information of when it's going to be released I promise I'll come and share it right here. Next week on episode two of this season I've got Corey joining me again that's Corey O'Connor from the Corey Talks podcast for University of Music we're taking a different focus in this second season giving you more of uh, let's just say thought-provoking topics we talk about the things that are happening in the industry that's the music industry here in Australia and we try to flesh them out so I'm looking forward to having a chat with Corey and sharing that with you Jono is back last season he was on with what's hot this season it's Jono's top picks he's going to be sharing with us everything that he loves from his showbiz expertise and also his viewpoint if you are enjoying this podcast I'd love for you to subscribe but also send me an email to hello at ledofficial.com I love coming back every week and sharing this with you I know that last season I made sure that the the YouTube and the podcast ran concurrently at the same time but this season I thought what I'd do is give them a bit of a space in between (laughs) just so that I could put more energy into both products and deliver something that's of more quality and with more meaning behind it thanks again for listening I'll be back again next week with my special guest slow coaching that's Dean Valentino got a question for industry send it through to hello at ledofficial.com. This is Behind the Music with LED.